Back again for Should Have Been a Cowboy. It's National Signing Day, a little early, which is nice. It is. It is. It's, I'm, I, li- I like doing the National Signing Day in December. Yeah, people don't just want to swoop in and steal, guys. <laughs> yeah, man. We have, um, I believe OSU had 22 people sign today. Yep. Um, I think that was the amount. And they all signed by 10 a.m. Right. So, so that was amazing. Were... Like by the time I got to the office and was like, "Oh yeah, that's today," and opened Twitter, like everybody had, everybody had sent it. In. It's a it was yeah, incredible. I think the first one, Spencer Sanders signed at seven oh one a.m. I think it was great. the time. So man, that's early. I, I I don't know about getting up early and just signing my letter of intent. Um, I mean, I mean, I guess it's no, it's it's break, so they have to get up during the break to do it. Man, when I was in high school, I'd want to sleep in. True, but I'm sure you had to <laughs> at least got up by seven. I mean, depend, I guess depending on when your school started. Well, yeah, but I mean, also today is um, for a lot of kids in Oklahoma, it's they're on um, winter break. Yeah. So it it depends about that. Like Northeast, they don't have winter break till the 22nd or 23rd is when they start. Jeez. So, but yeah, they um, start right before, and then um, it ends like January January second. So they have a few a few days shorter than um, Oklahoma and the South, the Midwest. But yeah, so we had 22. Um, I think um, 22 new guys who signed. I think my favorite player, and I talked about him. Um, before my favorite player by far in the recruiting class right now is CJ Moore. Yeah. Because on Twitter he reps the Cowboys hard. Yeah. <laughs> he he like he's 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 out there recruiting for OSU. I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I think already he's my favorite player. He's gonna be um, a wide receiver for OSU in next year's class. But yeah, I I, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we got yeah. I think we have. Um, yeah, te- you said 22. Technically, it's 23 because Patrick McCoffman is part of this class for some mm, reason. I don't understand true. why. That's true. So it's it's that's 20. Th- I don't I don't understand why yeah. that's a thing. But officially, they only have two more because you can only sign 25 in a class. So they only have two yeah. more slots. But 22 were signed today. We're signed today. Yeah, we have. Um, I, I believe we have five offensive linemen. Yep. One of each. We we had a center, two guards, and two tackles. I think in this class. So, so we we can we can do an offense. We can do an um, an offensive line. We're ready to go. That's right. Yeah. So, I think. I mean, you you can't really tell how good a recruiting class is till they're in the they're in the system for at least two years or so, right. two or three years. <laughs> but um, I mean, this should be fun. I I feel weird paying attention to what 18-year-olds are doing when I'm 34 <laughs> years old. So I pay attention to recruiting, but not as much as other people do because I just feel it just feels weird to me <laughs> to care that much about an 18-year-old. <laughs> so, so, so I kind of have a – so I have one eye on recruiting, but that's usually it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I won't bring up the fact that it's not a whole big leap between 18 and 19 where we're paying attention to what they're doing on the field, but – I know. It was well taken. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> but there's a difference between a high school senior and when they're in college. <laughs> but yeah, there's, but so, so I don't pay attention to too much recruiting, but it seems like they have, LSU has a pretty good class. They have two or three four stars and a bunch of three stars. Yeah. So it should be fun. I'm, 
It should be exciting. Um, Gandhi has spoken out about the quarterback, um, possible quarterback for next year, and has said that he's going to give Cornelius um, and Wood He's excited to see what they can do and leading the team, um, but he's also not scared to start a freshman. Well, so before. Well, yeah, and he and he he was a freshman, um, starting quarterback. So. It's, it's just, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I, I still am holding on to that Cornelius is going to start. I don't think he's as bad as people try, want to make him out to be. No, I think he's pretty good. Which we have discussed before. They were talking – I think I think I was, talk, I was listening to um, Reload Podcast, which is um, Kyle Boone mm. talking about recruiting. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I feel weird paying attention to what 18 year olds are doing, but I'm going to listen to a podcast about recruiting. So <laughs> go figure out. Let somebody else do it and tell you about it. I'm going to let somebody else worry about what these kids are doing <laughs> and just hear what they have to say. And he, and he talked about how he doesn't think that Cornelius is, how basically Cornelius is no good and has no talent type. I mean, I might, I might be, um, exaggerating how bad he said he was, but that, that's how he took it. <sighs> and I think a lot of people are underestimating him. I agree. And I mean, I, I I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna set the world on fire <laughs> or anything. And but I, I, I would I would not be upset if he was a starting quarterback. I think he's he he obviously or not obviously, but most likely doesn't have as much talent as Sanders does. Isn't yeah. the athlete he is. But um, I can see him starting out the year, and I would not be upset because I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. So. It should be interesting. I um, wouldn't be shocked if he starts and then Sanders ends up taking over later in the year. But yeah, his, I don't like we'll going see. into the year with that expectation. Well, I, I'm not expecting it. I just said it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Well, good. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 it, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I, I also, I don't think Cornelius is going to lose his job if he's doing a serviceable job. If he's like. Dax Garman and everything that was going on before um, Rudolph took over, um, it was not working out at all. Right. <laughs> and it was not going well, and it was they needed to change. And I, I don't think Cornelius is necessarily going to play as poorly or be in that situation. So I, I could see him starting the whole the whole year, but it'll be interesting to watch as the spring rolls around. Got to go to spring game now. Yeah, or man. Sanders won't be there, but. No, he's he's not he's not an early enrollee. Yeah, that's too bad. We have a few. There are a few on the team that are enrolling in like January. Five of them, I think. Yeah, I don't know. There, I don't know who off the top of my head. I'm not a I'm not an expert on the recruits. So, but yeah, there are four or five. Yeah, I think that are. But yeah, you um you usually do go to the spring or you sometimes go to the spring game. When was the last one you went to? Uh, boy. Did I go this last year? I either went this last year or two years ago. Okay. Uh, I think I, I know you went ago. a few years ago. And then I, you and I went to one spring game. Yeah. I've been I to three or four. What, I don't remember what year that was. But it's it's always it's always fun. They're it's, more interesting it, when um when you don't know a, a certain position. You know, it doesn't have to be quarterback, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, because then you can pay attention to that and yeah. see what's going on. Because if you have yeah. your your lineup set, then it's pretty. You know, it's, honestly, it's pretty boring, you know, because you already know who's going to play and 
the point of the spring game is to see who who maybe you're not expecting to do well. Yeah. Step up and do something you, you didn't see happening. Uh, most definitely. This should be fun. It's 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 enjoyable to to go to and watch. So um, that's basically recruiting. I mean, do you have anything else to add about football in general? Um, not really. I mean, I guess we, we found out that Virginia Tech is not going to have their leading wide receiver for the Camping World Bowl. So mm-hmm. that's significant. But we'll talk that about that next week as we get into game week. Yeah, we got another the game games, now. <laughs> yeah, the game the game's a week from tomorrow, I believe. So we'll get talking about is that next Wednesday? week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have no idea what day it was. <laughs> it's Wednesday. The game's Thursday, a week from tomorrow. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So next week we'll talk about the um, Camping World Bowl. Mm-hmm. And talk about what's going to happen, how Virginia Tech's doing, our feelings on it, and all that nonsense. <laughs> you want you want you want to talk about some basketball? Very much so. Yes. Awesome. Well, there have been two games since we last spoke. Yeah. Um, we played OSU played Florida State, and then last night was the TU game. And I figure we would take it. You can take it game by game, or if you have an overall feeling. But I was going to talk about the Florida State game first, if that was Go cool with it. you. Uh-huh. Awesome. Awesome. I watched the majority of the game. I missed the ending. You um, what? I, I I missed the very ending. I listened to it on the radio. No, you you have some explaining to do. What was so important to take you away from the end of that game? My okay. My wife and I only have one car, and she was at work, and I had to pick her up from work. She gets off. You she gets off. Have a good excuse. She gets off at three ten, ish usually. So I had so I left at two forty five so I could get there. So okay. if if I didn't, she would have not been happy. <laughs> Correct. Yes. So, so so I decided to do that. But I I listened to the end. I listened to Dave and John at the end. Good. At the end of the game. So I was paying attention to what was happening. All right. But, <laughs> I actually uh, it, it, I didn't see it live either because I had OCU games at the same time. Yeah. So I was watching the stat feed um, from the sideline of my game, <laughs> and uh, and I had the like I did last week with Wichita State. I had the radio recorded and I listened to it on the way back. Another long road trip for me last week, and did that and have since watched the video highlights and such. And was actually earlier today in the process of watching the whole game, but. Oh wow! Um, didn't didn't make it very far before I had to do other things, but yeah, yeah, man, um, yeah, it was a good game. It it was um, Florida State was um, was nineteenth, so it was a nice ranked win. Um, the game was seventy one seventy. The one thing about the game that is that I noticed is that it seemed just nobody could hold on to the ball. Yeah, there it was. A sloppy game as far as turnovers go. Well, I think that's um, the kind of game OSU wants to play. Yeah, yeah, but um, I mean, for yeah, for both teams, and it was um, I believe both teams had ten steals. Florida State had twenty-two turnovers, which is nice, and um, OSU had seventeen. With the TU game, they um, were able to shore that up and only had nine turnovers, so that was a nice improvement on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um Seema, man. He um he's he's showing off with the hook shot a couple times. Oof. Like he, he... it's not just the fact that 
he took and made that shot. He did it again. Like mm -hmm. that's his move. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's what he's going to do every time he has the ball on the left block. He's going to yeah. take that shot. Yeah, man. He um I, I mentioned that I expect him to be all these players rolled into one, and I probably mentioned Kareem. <laughs> he, um, he took that to heart. Yeah, man. He, he must have been listening to the podcast and thought, oh, I'm going to be Kareem and get the sky hook going. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what happened. But, yeah, he um, really, really played well, um, just showed up. It was, I mean, because, really, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I I mean, I've heard things, <laughs> but right. but to be I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't expecting him to make that hook. And have some moves in the post, so that was nice. Um, the Tol in the Tulsa game, he made the same hook, same type of hook shot. Mm -hmm. And I put on Twitter that um, I, I just wrote like Boynton. I want Sima to shoot all the hook shots. That's his move. And then the very next play, he airballed the hook shot. Well, yeah, he uh, <laughs> he lost it. He lost control yeah. going up. And uh... but it was literally right after I put that text. They did. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what are you What are you doing to me? But um, Florida State, um, the uh, Florida State had 14 more free throws than OSU did. Yeah. Um, they were they they shot. Luckily, they shot 66 percent, and OSU had 10, and shot 80 percent. They were right out of 10, so they shot much better on free throws. But Florida State got many more opportunities. But, well, man, it, it was, goes back to that. Um... I think I texted you about it last week. I don't think I mentioned it on here. Um, OSU just, they need a slasher on this team somewhere, mm -hmm. and they don't have one. They they don't necessarily need Jawan Evans on this team, although you obviously you take Jawan Evans if you can get him. They need a Jean-Paul Olakemi, you know, a mm -hmm. guy who'd rather drive than shoot. And right now they've got a bunch of guys who'd rather shoot than drive. Uh, and they have players that can drive. Yeah. But just players that would rather go go to the hole than shoot threes the whole game. I think it, so, it's, it, it's got to be Kendall Smith, right? Mm -hmm. It's like he's the one who has the skill set to do it. Yeah, I would say so. But especially last night in the Tulsa game, he he was wanting to shoot the three. And, of course, that's mm -hmm. the way. He was making them at the end of the game. Yeah. He was making that at the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, they need to have them. I mean, a lot of the great teams or really good teams had those type of players. Because um, the Final Four team in 04, Tony Allen was that type of a player. Yep. Where he would just slash to the basket. because Well, because he knew he wasn't the best shooter. Right. So, so we need those players that know they're not the best shooter. So they'll go to the go to the hole. Um Marcus Smart did a lot of that. Yeah. For OSU. So yeah. So um. So a lot we've had we've had some teams that have had those players in the past. But yeah, one one of the guys on this team really stepped forward and started doing it. And I think yeah. Um, that'll develop. I think as mm -hmm. you know, as the team continues to build through the year, I think that's something that'll come. You know, guys mm -hmm. will figure out how to get there and how to play against certain defenses and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. that's what non-conference well, is for, man. Yeah, man. This team, this team doesn't quit though, which I like. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they show up and fight. <laughs> yeah. No matter who they're playing. 
Um, and they, I mean, they if they're playing a team that's more talented than they are, they might throughout the year end up getting blown out in some games. But probably not at the very beginning of the game. Like, I think a lot of their games against more talented teams would be like Wichita State was. Yeah. Where they'll fight and it'll be really close, and then the much better team or the more talented team kind of goes away, um, pulls away at the end. Because this team, this team's really good at just going out there and laying it all on the line, which I like to see. Mitch Solomon, man, he, um, he, he has improved this year. He's impressed me. Yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, man. He, he hasn't kind of he, seen it, but it hasn't happened. It's it's happened in spurts. Yeah. It's happened in different different spurts. But like he all of a sudden has I would be willing to say an offensive game. <laughs> Which he's the guy who can get you easy baskets. Yeah. You talk about not having a slasher. But you know, if you need a bucket I'm throwing it to Solomon in the post. Like, run something where he gets it on the block. Because he can yeah. get well, jump with either hand. He has, and he has, he has enough moves that he can make a move and end up getting a layup at the basket. Mm-hmm. Which he did a couple times last night, I remember. Yeah, he's so, got counters, yeah. and he's, he can use either hand. and Yeah, he's, a, yeah. he's an effective offensive player. He can hit jump shots. You know, he's hit a couple good, threes. He's a good year. free throw shooter. Yeah, yeah, he's a really good free throw shooter. So yeah, um, I'm just—he's just someone going. He's someone going into the year that I didn't think twice about. Yeah, <laughs> I thought uh. we we've seen him before. We we he's not he's not going to do much. Yeah, and then he he's just impressed me throughout this year. Yeah, um, there've been a lot of those at different times because early on it was Averett. Mm-hmm. That was like, eh, you know, Brandon Averett. And then all of a sudden he's averaging 18 points a game through the first three games. Yeah, yeah man. Um, the Florida State game, um, Solomon was 5 out of 9 um, total um, for 12 points. And he was 0 of 2 on three-pointers. Yeah. With, with, with 11 rebounds. That's, that you know, that's what's Florida great State. about Solomon that's... is he doesn't – he impacts the game even if he's not scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then um, Carroll was – had 23 points against Florida State. You don't want to be the team that plays Carroll after he's played a bad game. Mm-hmm. Because he played terrible against Wichita State. And yeah. after games where he's held the double figures, he averages about 23 a game. Mm-hmm. Well, I was surprised that he had 23 because watching the Florida State game, I didn't feel that he was playing that well in that game. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I caught, caught it or I – really paid attention to that bad moments for him. But it seemed I was surprised when he had twenty three because it, it felt I felt like he was forcing shots and not playing his game. And then I look at the box score and saw, yeah. oh, twenty three. Um I mean he was seven of nineteen on field goals. So he um the fil- um his percentage wasn't the best. But then he was four out of seven on three pointers. Yeah. But yeah and he had um seven boards um, yeah, and um, Tavares shined at 12 points in that game. He was five of six, man. Two of two on three points. I like Shine so a lot. Man, he, he had a big three pointer last night too. He and um, he and um, and Kendall Smith had like back to back three pointers last. No, he and Jeffrey Carroll had back to back three pointers last night. Yeah, Smith and hit a couple near the end of the, near, near the end of the also, game. But... Smith had like two big ones at the end of the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, they could. They couldn't really shoot, and then all of a sudden in the second half, they decide like the last six, seven minutes. Yeah. They decided. Oh yeah, we'll we'll start making three pointers. Yeah. yeah so um, one thing I've learned over the last couple of games. Oh is hey, that... Philip learned. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. This actually has nothing. I did, did think about it last night. What <laughs> Philip learned? I learned. I had no idea Shea Seals was on the Tulsa coaching staff. <laughs> I, don't I did not that know either. That. Until last night, my like I've said, I've um, whenever I watch games, I usually listen to something else while watching because I don't feel like listening to any announcers. It's I just don't feel like it. Yeah. So so I had it on mute and I was listening to my to some podcast or something, and it was on mute. And then all of a sudden they showed a picture, and I or they showed um, one of the Tulsa coaches. And I thought, is that Shea Seals? <laughs> that looks like Shea Seals. And obviously I'm not going to turn the sound off because I don't feel like listening to them. <laughs> so I Google Shea Seals, <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, it was, and he's on the Tulsa coaching staff. Right. And I, it was, I did not know that he he was one of my because I grew up in the Tulsa area. Yeah. So I. Um, loved OSU, obviously, but I also watched a lot of Tulsa. Um, my buddy Rob was a huge TU fan, so I also kind of followed um, and watched them because he was also a big he was a big TU guy, um, and he ended up going to OSU with me. So now he likes OSU and TU. But yeah, so I so I would pay attention. And Shane Seals, he um he he was one of my favorite players growing up. He's real good, and he played I think like ninety three through ninety seven or. Some, something yeah, around, around there. there. Yeah, and he 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 was a he was a good slasher. Speaking of slashers, yeah, Shea Seals, man. I, I I did not know that. Okay, but what I was gonna say before that <laughs> was that um, Sema should not shoot threes. No. In case you were wondering, he should not. Because <laughs> <laughs> he shot a three, and. It was not a good shot. Was that the Florida State game you shot a yes, three? it was. A yeah, that was the Florida State game. And it was quite a bit short and below yeah. the rim. I uh, so. I turned on the live stat feed at my game about halftime when I finally got set up and everything. I noticed that his line said that he was 0 for 1 from 3. And I was like, man, I hope that was like an end of the clock sequence <laughs> He grabbed was not, the ball man. at the end of the half and chucked it 70 feet just for no reason, and it goes into no. That was that was no, it was that was very wrong. It, it was in the flow of the offense. It Yeah, I don't. Rem- yeah, I don't remember how much time was left on the shot clock, but it was not at the end because I remember thinking, "What is he doing?" Yeah. And then I just prayed that it would go in, and, and it did not. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, last night's game started out started out bumpy for OSU, and they pulled away at the end. Yeah, I was actually there so. last night. Oh, were you? I went to the game last night, and um, I did. You know, they had the they had the women's game at five before the men's game. Yeah. You could you could go to both games if you had tickets for one of them. I was like, well, you, yeah. you, you got to do that. So bought a ticket to the women's game because, I don't know if you know this, but women's basketball tickets are half the price of men's basketball tickets. So mm-hmm. hashtag economics right there. <laughs> and, you know, basically they said, you know, your ticket gets you into both games. You just have to 
you may have to give up your seat if the men's season ticket holder or whoever shows up that has that seat. So my dad and I just found the best seats we could and sat there and nobody kicked us out. So we had like what probably amounts to $250 seats for $5. That was awesome. Was fantastic. So I had great seats. Wow. And it was a lot of fun. But yeah, they couldn't hit a thing. Great. Like they, they were missing open shots left and right. And, you know, that's kind of what Tulsa's defense wants you to do mm-hmm. is to take threes. And, I mean, if OSU even shoots a decent percentage in the first half, they're up 15 points at halftime because they were getting yeah. open looks. And Yeah, well, OSU ended up with uh, a respectable field goal percentage. They ended up with 45.5%. Not because bad. they improved, because they improved at the end, though. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't know what, what it was at halftime, but it was not that good. It was, it was, a real, real bad, is what it was. Yeah. <laughs> do you know how many? Do you know how many um, free throw attempts OSU got? Yes, I do. It was, it was one, and I can tell you that without <laughs> fear of contradiction, that OSU shot the best free throw percentage in school history last night. <laughs> one of one, hundred percent. That's right. They shot hundred <laughs> percent. Yes, and man. Nobody can tell me that that is not a record. Because if anything, at least tied a record. Yeah. This isn't high school where you can go over 4.0. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and, um, yeah, OSU's shot one and Tulsa's shot 14. Yeah, they, uh, well, you know, that's kind of what they, what their defense is built for. You know, they sag off. They don't want you to drive. They want you to shoot. And... You know, and that that's going to mean you don't get any foul shots. Now, here's the opposite of that. When OSU was up about, I don't know, four points with two minutes to go, Tulsa couldn't foul. They only had two team fouls in the second half. Mm -hmm. They could not get into a situation where they would foul to put you at the free throw line because they didn't have enough team fouls. They would have had to foul five times before they got you (laughs) in the bonus. And so, you know, the... Two minutes left, and OSU's still within a couple of possessions. They, they don't foul because it doesn't make any sense at that point. There's, they're just, they're just going to foul you over and over again, and you'd be able to run twenty seconds off the clock just getting into the bonus. Yeah. So it's not always a great strategy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not. People talk about what type of defenses they have. Zone defense just bores me. When when what? Why? I don't know, man. I zone defense compared to man to man, I just don't think watching zone defense is exciting. It's not exciting, but it's effective. It, I know, but it bores me to death. <laughs> what do you think? This is an entertainment thing? <laughs> I think it should be. They should care about what I think. Well, that's why the NBA took it out of the game. Mm -hmm. Like, it's basically been illegal to play a zone defense in the NBA for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Because people want to see guys just, like, you know, chasing their man. (laughs) Well, people want to artificially inflate the the score. What did you say? They want to artificially inflate the score. Mm -hmm. They want as many points as can be. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's, I don't think you should make rules to artificially inflate the score. Uh, and um, if the defense is running a zone, what what they want the um, three point percentage that OSU shot last night is exactly what the defense wants. 
Yeah. Um, well, it, yeah, because LSU thought LSU got twenty nine percent, ten of thirty four last night. Yeah, and four of those were in the last like five minutes of the game. Four of them. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, because um, Carol got Carol got that one. Um, Shine got one, and then Smith got those two. Yeah. At the very end, and there might have been one more. I don't even know. Well, and the bottom line is that's not going to happen because this team has really good shooters. Mm-hmm. And that's and the, they've kind of all been missing yeah. recently in the last few games anyway. But you've got a team with yeah. Shine, Carol, well, Waters, Carol, Vizaga. Carol was like, wasn't Carol like he was like a forty three or forty four percent last year. Yeah, he's really good. I think. And then um, and Smith, I think's been pretty well. I don't know what Shine was last year. Hurt. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to make three pointers when they're hurt, man. Yeah, it's hard to do anything. Yeah. Now they they have good shooters. Um, just got to get their groove going. And be ready to make them. Um, I like seeing OSU um out rebounded Tulsa thirty nine to thirty two. Yeah, Tulsa's not huge. Their uh their big guy's really good though, Junior E two. Mm-hmm. He's he he could be a fringe NBA player. I mean, he's got yeah. that type of skill. He's a big guy. He can play inside and out. Uh, I I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know who, um, the Florida State game that I forgot to mention? I was just waiting for OSU to guard Kofer, man. Yeah, he, he should have done that better because he, he made a lot of shots. He was five out of seven on three points. <laughs> Um, and 22 points. And it, it felt like he had doubled that amount of points. Yeah. Because I, I felt like I, every time they had the ball, they just give it to him and he knocked down a three. Right. But, man, I was just like, why won't anybody just step in his face and guard him? <laughs> Dro- drove me insane. But, yeah, it's, um, but yeah they, they had two games and they went 2-0. So that's that's all you want, right? Yeah, it's all you can't can do any better. Can't do any better than that. That's right. Um, yeah, we have one more game until Big 12 play. We play Rio Grande, Rio Grande, UT Rio Grande. So, so that's the noon that's game. Should, that should be exciting on the 22nd. Yeah, it's on. So it's, it's coming Friday up Friday at noon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a little strange, um, but they do that. Now that uh-huh. I was listening to the post game last night, and Dave Hunziker said, uh, kind of explained why they have games like this because they did this last year too, and they played A uh, and M Corpus Christi mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, and um, it's you know it's because it's a it's a trick basically to get your guys an extra day of Christmas break because they can play at noon and then leave and go home. Or go wherever okay. they're going for the holiday, and then they can, you know, that then they can come back a day earlier uh, to get ready for conference play on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a new thing because last last year they let's see, I don't know when the first year was. Whenever they had to go to 18 conference games mm-hmm. um, a few years ago, they they started conference play earlier. Well, before that, you didn't start conference play till January. So you may have even had another non-conference game on New Year's Eve or something like that. And uh, so they do this kind of early game to 
to get another game in and then get the guys out, give them a, a better or more time on break before they have to come back and get ready for conference. So okay. that's kind of the explanation of why they do that. But yeah, yeah so they're nine and two right now and they're, you know, assuming they win against UT Rio Grande, they'll get to 10 wins before conference play started. I would guess that there was a considerable faction of Oklahoma State fans that doubted that this team could get to 10 wins in the season before the season started. That's how down uh, people were on the program. I didn't think that. I would agree with that. I would I agree think with there that. were people who thought that. I mean, so far, they've won 10 games. They've lost two. Their only losses are against top 12 teams. Because Wichita State, I think it was 11 right now for losing to OU. Yeah. And then A&M's in the top 10. Yeah. So, I mean, they they haven't lost games that going into it you think they should win. <laughs> no, and so, I mean, for maybe last night against Tulsa and maybe the Pitt game, there also hasn't been a game where you say they won, but they should have won better. Mm-hmm. Maybe Austin P. I guess. Yeah. They came back in the second half. But, you know, that was like a... That was a staple of the past teams. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we won, but we won by 12, and good teams should win by 25, you know? Yeah. That hasn't oh, really yeah. happened. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they have this game, and, I mean, 9-2 nine, nine, nine and two is, is about as good as I would have expected at this point. Yeah, I mean, I and think then, that... Um, I think most people expected Florida State to beat them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got the win there because of Mitchell Solomon, obviously, but because of a good Man. good team effort. Um, and getting the, char- getting the charge at the end. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a great play. It, it made me think of, not in that particular way, but it made me think of when um, Byron Eaton attempted to get that charge at the end of the OU game. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that, and he basically just—it was at half court. Yeah. And he basically just kind of threw his body into him. Yeah. And obviously they called a foul on him, and it, it just made me because that was at the very end of the game, thinking about a charge, and it made me think of that game. But this game ended up ended much better. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I was going to bring up today is that I like how they're building a smart team. Mm-hmm. They all know. They know situations and know how to react to their, to the situation they're in. Um, you know, like taking off, not using a timeout, taking off after Florida State went ahead on the putback. Kendall Smith just raced down the floor and got to the rim. Like mm-hmm. that's situationally a very smart play to have made. Yeah, yeah. so you don't give the defense time to set up. And then yeah. Just race them down there. Yeah. I just I think that this team understands how to play the way they're supposed to play, and that's not something we've grown accustomed to seeing at OSU lately. Mm-hmm. So I I enjoy watching them because of that. Yeah, most definitely, and and, the, and you can tell that they enjoy playing together. That's true. They they enjoy playing with each other and they root each other on and all that. So, yeah, it should be fun 
rest of the season. They have after this, they have Big Twelve play starting, um, starting with West Virginia, I believe, mm-hmm. and then OU as the second game of the Big Twelve schedule. Yeah, early battle so, this year. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I looked at it again. I I talked about it before. I think the second of the game is like January twentieth or twenty first. So it just it's, it just seems crazy to have Bedlam, both Bedlam games before January is even up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how why that's a part of the schedule, but it should be fun. It should be fun. Um, I was wanting to talk about this. Really has nothing to do with OSU, <laughs> but I was wanting to talk about. Um, I was watching um, Utah play in, in the NBA, and you know Quinn Snyder's their coach. Yeah. And because they play Utah tonight, I believe uh-huh. uh, Oklahoma State does. So it's Wednesday, and Quinn Snyder's their coach. And I remember watching him when he coached Mizzou, thinking he couldn't coach out of a paper bag. He like he couldn't coach himself get out of a paper sack. He just <laughs> was a horrible coach. And and I remember thinking, this this guy has is no good. And most most people agreed that he was just not that great of a coach. And now. I think it was just a few years ago I realized that he was coaching and I thought, and now he's all of a sudden seen as a really good coach. Yeah. <laughs> it just throws me off, man. Because when he was at Mizzou, he was kind of a laughing stock. I guess. He had good teams. Uh, I, talented I, teams. What'd you say? He had talented teams. He had talented teams. Clarence Gilbert I mean, and Kareem Rush. All those he, I think he was, he, he was an underachiever. Maybe that was mostly it. Yeah, with with the that. talent that yeah. he had, he was seen as an underachiever, and maybe I was a little hyperbolic by saying he was a horrible <laughs> coach. <laughs> but I remember not thinking he was that great of a coach. Okay. And then all of a sudden, seeing him now, NBA, and thought of really highly among the NBA ranks, it just mm-hmm. throws me off. So just just well, just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> Because right. it still it still surprises me to see him have success in the NBA. Yeah. But yeah. So um, but that, I just wanted I don't know why I wanted to talk about that. I just did. Um, let me think. Is there anything else? Anything else about sports they're interested in about OSU? Um. Well, like the day we recorded last week is when we found out that Dillard and Dawson were off the team. Oh yeah. So. We haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, man. They, I don't um, think it impacts the team this year. I think it impacts the team next year. Yeah. But, I mean, I think it impacts the team a little bit. I well, mean, from a depth standpoint, I, yes. Yeah. But, I, I don't think I don't think it's a huge issue this year. Maybe maybe it it would be a bigger issue next year, but I think. Um, I think it impacts him a little bit. I mean, we saw what Dillard could do last year. Yeah. And I don't know. I I understand that Dillard can jump really high, but he's not a good basketball player. And people talk, he, he, coming into this season, people are like, he's the second best player on this team. He's so important to what they're going to do. No, no, that's 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 very very wrong. That, well, I didn't think he was the second best player on the team. I didn't um, think you did. Okay, I don't think that. That was information that I read other places. Yeah. That you know. Okay. I mean, I could see maybe he, because you talked about the high basketball 
IQ on this team. Uh-huh. Um, I could see him bringing that IQ down. <laughs> yeah. Because he did. He he does best basketball IQ in terms of players on okay. the team. Um, but maybe just as far as pure athletic ability. Oh yeah, no, I'm, he's what, I'm a super freak, but. I, don't I mean, know. obviously, he must not have that high of an IQ for whatever he did to get kicked off the team. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, we don't know um, what that is, but. Yeah. Like, is there any way that he doesn't transfer to Illinois? Like, that's going to happen, right? <laughs> I would think so, man. Uh, I don't know how much eligibility he would have if he would be a semester guy like SEMA, if he did it right yeah. now. But, I mean, that's. That's gonna be a thing. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would definitely think so. Um, I feel like Dawson is the bigger loss for next year because mm-hmm. he was, he was gonna be a player, I think, and um, it doesn't sound like there's any chance that either of those guys are coming back to OSU. You know, even if they, you know, I don't think there's anything they could do at this point to get themselves back. Mm-hmm. You know. Never say never, but it doesn't seem likely. Um, yeah. But that's going to that's gonna be a bigger loss, I think. Now, it does open up some more recruiting space because, you know, you were down to one slot for next year um, because mm-hmm. you've already signed two, signed your and I and um, Duncan DeMuth. But, and they need, you know, they're going to need somebody at the wing or the guard position to come in next year and, be a player. They do have Michael Weathers, who's gonna who's sitting out this year as a transfer. But mm-hmm. you know they needed to go get somebody else, and they've got a little bit more flexibility now to go get somebody else. Definitely true. Definitely true. Yeah, it's um, it's one of those things that as soon as it happens, everybody starts guessing what they could have done wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody wants everybody wants to know what it was related to yeah. that it happened. And and I saw on Twitter people comparing Boynton this year, even though it was only really those two guys, but comparing Boynton this year to Gandhi when he took over. Yeah. Because, I, I because, can see the parallel. I mean I I see the parallel. I don't think it's a like one to one type of thing. Yeah. I don't think the ratio is quite that even. Um but yeah, because he kicked However many players off of that team, I don't even remember. And they were good just, ones. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Elliott. No, they were like, they were guys that were gonna you know do something. Yeah, <laughs> they were gonna play. Um, but he, I, I want to say it was up to like even in the twenties. It was a lot. It it was a it was a lot of players, and um, people are comparing Boynton just kicking off whomever off of this team to that. Which obviously the uh, football, um, football, um, he with Gundy he kicked a lot more players off. But when you consider how many players are on a football team to how many players are on a basketball team, the ratios probably aren't that far off. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, whatever whatever players do, if you have players doing the wrong things, kicking them off is. Especially if it, depending on how bad it is, is the right thing to do because that's that's that sets forward what kind of a coach you are and yeah. what you allow. Right. And other players, other players see that and know that you don't allow nonsense, which is good. Especially especially when 
um, at the beginning of the season, <laughs> um, before the season, um, the the FBI and all that stuff. Yeah. You want you want to you want to show that you that you're a coach that allows nonsense going forward. Right. Or that doesn't I allow agree. nonsense. I, I agree. Say. So. So yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I did want to talk yes. about one more thing concerning Tulsa. Yeah. How do we? How do we classify Tulsa as a program now? Because you know before, they were kind of a low major. And, you know, it's a it's a situation kind of where, you know, it's a no win for you, because if you win, you were supposed to. If you lose, it's embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I don't think we can put them in that category anymore. You know, they're they're in the same conference with Connecticut and Memphis and Wichita State. They have they gained notoriety or has have those teams kind of lost it? I think those teams lost notoriety. Is maybe not Wichita, most, Connecticut and Memphis, yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I think a lot of those teams, I think, have lost notoriety because to me, playing Tulsa, I still feel the same way, personally. That yeah, like you expect to win. Like I expect to win, and if we don't lose, it's kind of an embarrassment. And really, especially they're they they have not a good team in a while either. Yeah, I mean. They with self they had um, a, a couple of good teams in the early two thousands, and then in the nineties they had a few good teams um, with Chase Seals and with um, oh what's what's that guy's name Michael, Michael Ruffin 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 <laughs> couldn't remember his name and with Ruffin who I think um, went to the Bulls when he got to the NBA mm-hmm. but then didn't but then did nothing um, but yeah he um, with with Ruffin T U had a good team. But I don't know. I don't even know when the last time is that they had truly a good team. Yeah, they made the tournament a couple of years ago based on winning their conference tournament. Yeah. But but I, I don't know if that was truly a good team. I mean, with Peterson, they might have had a couple of good teams. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, but, like, this year's team is nothing special. So I still – now, if they – I mean, if they have, if they end up having a good team one of these years, <laughs> then maybe it'll change. But yeah. to me, to me, it's the same. It's like when they, I still, I still get the feeling playing TU as I did when they were in the WAC. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know if other people do. Um, well, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. They beat Kansas State this year. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think Kansas State's very good. They played Iowa State to within two points. I don't think Iowa State's very good. But, you know, I, I don't know. Um, they they play in a real good conference, and um, maybe they'll build themselves up to the level of those other teams. Of course, you know, yeah. it's not very good this year either. But, you know, it's it's kind of fun that those teams are coming to Oklahoma every year to play a conference game, though. I'd like to mm-hmm. go up there and watch. Yeah, that would Because be I like man. that arena. I like the arena yeah. they're playing. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Um, but yeah, I whenever we, whenever I was two place to you, I I still feel like the same way I did when it was ten, fifteen years ago. Hmm. I'm not sure if everybody feels that way, but it's but I mean, yeah, it is fun. It would be fun to go see a, a game up there. 
Well, we should uh, do it. When one of those teams goes. Yeah, man. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never gone to the – I've never watched a, bas- a TU basketball game at home. I, oh, no, I've watched one game. I don't remember when it was. I've watched a few game, a few football games at in the TU stadium. Yeah. So, yeah. We did an OCU should... game at the Reynolds Center a few years ago when they played Rogers State. And uh, mm-hmm. Rogers State, they're, the arena that they usually play in in Claremore – uh, it had a, a it collapsed due to snow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow! So, they couldn't play there, and we had to play at the at the Reynolds Center. It was really cool. I had a good time. That's fun. Um, I used my dad and I used to go to when I was in middle school, high school, around that time. Um, the NAIA tournament used to be in Tulsa. Yeah. And um and you would get just cheap tickets. I don't remember they were maybe ten fi- ten fifteen dollars or something each, and just watch basketball all day long. Yeah, and that was that was a lot of fun. And I mean I, there I just ended up rooting for all the Oklahoma teams because I don't have a dog in the fight for right. the NAIA. <laughs> so like I was all about Oklahoma Baptist University and yeah. <laughs> whatever teams are up there. But yeah, that was super fun because it's fun to just get a ticket and be able to watch basketball all day. Yeah. Which is why um, I think it was the year OSU, I think it was 2000, 2005, or I don't even remember. Whenever OSU, um, the year after they were in the Final Four, when they lost to mm-hmm. uh, Arizona in the Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, I think that was the year that I watched the um, a bunch of us went to Oklahoma City, um, obviously living in Stillwater. And we went to Oklahoma City to watch the first round because those two played in the their their um, first two games were yeah. in Oklahoma City, and so we went. I think the first game we went just that whole day and watched basketball. There were four games, I guess, and yeah. just watched basketball the whole day, and that's super fun. Yeah, I went to the NCAA tournament um, two years ago, two seasons ago, I guess, when it was here in Oklahoma City. It's hard to sit there for four games now. <laughs> Like, yeah, I had to get up between every half and walk the concourse just <laughs> so I didn't die. Yeah, that's um, a... but yeah, yeah, I had a good time. The one thing I didn't really like about it is that I couldn't see any of the other games. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't oh, see yeah, that's the other true. games. That's true. They do a the really poor part... job of showing highlights in the arena. You would think they'd yeah. be good about that. Yeah, because one of the good parts about the NCAA tournament is you have four games going on at the same time. Yeah. And if one of them's a dud, you turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, they um but yeah, but those are a lot of fun to go to just to watch basketball. Who was playing? Do you know who was um playing in those games? Do you when I went... any of the games? Yeah. Um well, it was OU's final four years, so they played okay. whatever Cal team, team that... they beat yeah. in this round. Um Texas A&M, Northern Iowa. Texas. Okay. Um, who else was in that region? I don't remember. Just a bunch of teams. Region. But it, yeah, the Texas-Northern Iowa game ended on a half-court buzzer beater. That was awesome. Um, I did not go to the second day, which is when uh, Texas A&M made the crazy last-minute comeback to beat mm-hmm. Northern Iowa in the next game. So I didn't, I didn't get to see that, but... Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was fun. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, it's fun. If anything, just say that you did. Yeah, man. 
go watch an NCAA tournament live or watch an NCAA tournament game live. It was a lot of fun. Well, that's all I got, man. Do you have anything else to add? Don't think so. I was wanting to know. Um, this is not sports based, but I was wanting to know. Um, you saw Star Wars, did you not? I did. Um, no spoilers. Um, how did you How did you feel about it? Uh, it was it, it was fine. It was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You're not one of those crazy people. No, goodness, no. In fact, <laughs> I was I was talking to Laura about it at lunch today. It was, it was like because she brought it up. She's like, man, people seem to have really mixed feelings about that movie. And I was like, people seem to take that movie way too seriously. <laughs> it's a movie, right? Yeah. Um, I. I watched it on Friday night, and I'm a big Star Wars fan. I, I like, I've always liked Star Wars. Oh yeah, um, I've always enjoyed Star Wars. I, but I'm somebody who I go to movies to be entertained. Yes. And that's literally the only reason I go to movies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if I'm entertained, then I like the movie. This star, this particular Star Wars, I was entertained the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. So, so I like the movie. I, I don't understand people who just who nitpick at every detail. Yeah. And and I've learned, even though I, I consider myself a Star Wars fan, I'm not one of those crazy Star Wars fans. And I've learned that Star Wars fans are some of the most fickle fans. <laughs> <laughs> because in the in The Force Awakens they were upset because it was too close to um, a new hope. It was just it was the just the parallels were too much, and then this one, they, a lot of them were upset because it was too different. <laughs> so, yeah. so I, I don't understand people. I, I I enjoyed it and I enjoy movies. <laughs> so <laughs> that's literally literally the only reason I go to movies is to be entertained. And if I am entertained, it did its job. So, well, there you go. Yeah, and then we saw Coco the other night, and that's probably my favorite Pixar movie ever now. Wow. FYI, I absolutely that was the only Pixar movie I've ever left and thought, oh my gosh, I loved that movie. <laughs> no other Pixar movie have I ever felt that way about. So, so there you go. There you Coco go. is the best Pixar movie. I'm just gonna announce it right now. We heard it here first. Cool. Yeah, you heard it here Maybe first. Next, next Pixar movie out of all of them. <laughs> and yeah, man. So that's all I got. Um, this was this has been the movie minute. Yeah. And <laughs> let's not get into that. I do not have the energy to do that every week. (laughs) Well, I I watched two movies this past week, um, went to the theater. I never go to the theater. It's, like, amazing. It usually takes me maybe two years to go to the theater to watch two movies. Yeah. (laughs) So this is is just insane that I ended up watching two movies in in one week. Now you saw Coco. Did you take your daughter to Coco? No, actually, okay. well, um, she stayed at my parents' house for, she can't sit through a whole hour and a half. I didn't think so. No, no, no. No, we, um, we've learned, we've found out that whenever we take her to my parents' house to stay the night or to, because that's what she did this time, mm. um, we usually watch kids' movies. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've realized. We also watched Moana whenever she went to my parents' house. Yes. So... So um, yeah, because we've all, we like those movies, and we can't wait till she's old enough to actually. I mean, she's almost 15 months, so she's she would she would she, right now all she wants to do is walk. So she yeah. would be trying to walk throughout the whole theater. Yeah. But yeah, so but yeah, it was it was a great movie. It was one of those movies that I went in knowing nothing about it, 
I had no idea what it was going to be about. I knew skeletons were involved somehow. Oh, see, that's from picture. See, from pictures, but I knew nothing about the plot. <laughs> but it was wonderful. It brought the emotions I got from this are the emotions I was wanting up to give me that never did. I'm gonna okay. let you know that. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 a great movie. But yeah, so that that's all I got. Um, I guess next week we will talk about the Camping World Bowl, man. Yeah. Talk talk about talk a little Virginia Tech against OSU. Yep, we'll do that. So that's have a, conference basketball to look forward to too. Oh, thank goodness! I like I, I'm always thrilled when we finally get into conference yeah. basketball talk. Anyways, man, I'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Uh, bye. <laughs>